0: This is Switch 1197. We have an extra bit for you from today's interview with Dr. Carl Krishelnitsky. Let's play it for you now. So in the lead up to the interview, I spoke with some students over at the Queensland University of Technology. And they wanted to ask, how do you manage your responses when debating with or answering questions with someone who blindly ignores the facts? You know, the types, you provide them hard proof but they still push their point or agenda no matter what? Um, the human brain
1: is indeed a wondrous device and it will ignore the facts. And so in America you have the situation that 4% of the population do not accept that there's a link between smoking and lung cancer. Um, 8 uh, 6% don't accept that if you've got something, uh, metallic, uh mental disorder, it's something physical, chemical, electrical, hormonal, or a lump inside your brain. 8% do not accept the existence of DNA. Wow, go figure that. 15% do not accept that childhood vaccines are overwhelmingly safe and that they work. And 25% do not accept that the Earth goes around the sun. Let me just say that again. 25% of Americans do not accept that the Earth goes around the sun. Uh, um, Wait, how? It it gets worse. 40% do not accept that global warming is real. They do not accept that evolution is real. They do not accept that the Earth is older than 10,000 years. Um, And 51%, even though they've got zero training in astronomy, astrophysics, and cosmology, do not accept that the Big Bang is real. It's real so um what can you do with
0: people whose minds are closed not a lot you you seem to you seem to um be able to take it in though with such a grace such a um uh, other people I've seen kind of do it it would be uh, say Richard Dawkins or Bill Nye uh Neil deGrasse Tyson um the the way that people like that and yourself compose yourselves I mean it's infuriating How, how do you control that frustration um They're on a
1: path to enlightenment. I've done many stupid things in my past, and in the future, they'll probably see that this incorrect belief they had was, um, in fact, incorrect, but they haven't got there yet. Just help them along the pathway to enlightenment gently.
0: Yes, I guess we've, yeah, as you said, we've all made mistakes like that, so definitely something to try to atone for, and, and yeah, I guess all we can do is really try to help them by bringing out the facts and showing them the evidence. Um, Another query I had for you here, um, this is a little bit different actually, It's, it's more to do with your books. Now, as you said on Twitter recently, you're currently working on your 40th book. I mean, first of all, congratulations on so many titles behind you. The names of the books, fantastic puns, the recent ones. Do you come up with these yourself? No, no, uh,
1: friends and family, uh, come up with titles. If you've got a title for me, please ring me at the University of Sydney. It's in the phone book. Just ring me. I'll be very grateful. you get a free copy of the next book if we use the title.
0: Well, uh... We do try
1: to use the uh, common zeitgeist of the time, you know, so once upon a time there was a show called Ab- Absolutely Fabulous, so we did Absolutely Fabulous Moments in Science and there was... Um, Game of Thrones, so we turn that into Game of Knowns, yeah, it's of your Kongs? Handbook of Knowledge, and so forth.
0: And, and House of Carls as well, um, I really do love a good pun, and those titles are fantastic. Um, well, if you're not coming up with the titles of them yourself, um, I guess you don't have any front runners as of yet for your new book? Um, No, they're still working
1: on it quietly in the background. We'll come up with something. Something will bubble to the surface. I'm just still writing away.
0: Are there any tidbits or maybe a a sneak peek on what one of the topics might be? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. So um, I've done a story on Bitcoin.
0: Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. The cryptocurrency.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's actually um, quite deep. Um, And stories on people who live in the perpetual present. And other people who live in a perpetual past. There are three people we know of who can't make memories involving themselves. That's and there are fifty people who remember everything on every day of their life, going back to when they were about eleven. That's, that's and so cool. we sort of do with that. Um stories on uh oh, gosh, I don't know. I'm doing one about how by sniffing the air at a movie theatre you can work out when the heroine's dress catches on fire in uh, the Hunger Games and a few minutes later when the big battle starts.
0: (laughs) From the uh, the, the pheromones the sweat and that type of thing in the air or?
1: Well there's a scientists who basically spent their time flying over the Amazon sniffing what they could out of the Amazon forest. They came back to Germany for the Christmas holidays and they had all their equipment in cases and they said well why don't we just go down and check out a movie theater so they plugged it into the outlet of the movie theater air conditioning and they found that they could uh, they were picking up about 807 different chemicals and they're not too sure what they all were but there were one or two that would uh, every single time the heroine's dress caught on fire there was a big bike. So, apparently, in the Hunger Games, her dress catches on fire. I'm, I'm kind of guessing that it's not fatal because she's a heroine, right? But, yeah, you know, if it was me watching it, I'd be like, oh, my God! And then apparently, there's some big battle, which is ab- absolutely enormous. So, I'm not giving anything away there. And when the battle starts, once again, everybody goes, ah! And start releasing this chemical called isoprene from their body.
0: Which is then picked up by these sensors. Uh, you, you would never think to find a correlation between odour and sections of a movie, but... Uh, these these are fantastic and these are tidbits that you find and have for your books um,
1: the, the yeah most... so that, that will lead to further medical diagnoses mm-hmm. because there's so many different smells coming out of the human body but we just simply don't know how to pick them up and we don't know what they mean okay you've got isoprene coming out what does that mean don't know but we'll find out
0: further testing always needed but yeah definitely um, finding a correlation there to work with medicine as well that's it's going to be taking it the right way um with with the books there as well, when do you think that fortieth title will drop?
1: Um, sometime soon. I'm, at the moment, I'm just in the panicking writing. Um, uh, I'm very good at avo- avoidance behaviour and find so many more important things to do yeah. than keep the publisher happy, which is very bad
0: of me. <laughs> uh, we'll be looking forward to it. Right now, though, of course, you can pick up his most recent title um, that was short back in science by Dr. Carl. Thank you again for joining us for these couple of questions there. Look forward to uh, possibly doing this again in the future.
1: Fantastic. See you soon,
0: Once again, a very big special thank you to Dr. Carl Krushelnitsky for joining me with that interview. We got to go over a few details about his upcoming books, about how he studies, how he obtains all this knowledge he uses in these books, and really how to inspire and what next best steps we need to undertake to really progress science in this country what you've just listened to was just a a bit of a highlight a bit of an extra uh, that we recorded after the main interview if you missed the main interview live don't you worry just head over to the facebook or to our website it's switch 1197.com we've got a podcast up the entire interview for you to listen to at your leisure well thank you for listening today i've been heath Have a great day now.